What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm your host. Hope everyone has had a great week. Took a week off from recording, but now we are back better than ever. And today, joined by a special guest, actually a fellow podcaster, uh, host of the Good Morning Sports Talk Show, also has his own sports talk show. Uh, His name is Mr. Brett Loftus. Brett, my friend, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Now, I've been a been a listener of Mikey's podcast since he started up. Something I've been wanting to be on. Mikey was actually on our Presley and I's a Good Morning Sports podcast. I forgot what episode it, it was, but we put out 13 episodes. We haven't recorded in over a month. So, Mikey, big deal for you to not record in a week. We haven't recorded in about a month. So, we'll probably record a good bit when we get back to school, though. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here today and the topics we're going to talk about. Yes, sir. Great. Great to have you on. Um, so everything I do with, you know, my guests, just go ahead and tell a little bit about, little bit about yourself and then we'll get right into the content. Well, the reason I know Mikey, um, as y'all probably know, I'm a Piedmont College student. I'm a sports comm major. Uh, I share a lot of love for sports, just like Mikey does. So met Mikey through basketball. It's it a great family. I used to start talking to him and start talking to Mikey and we're both Hornets fans, which you know, there's about five of us in the entire <laughs> world, so Mikey and I are two of them. Uh, just really love, you know, everything this country stands for. That's why I'm happy to be on here today as well. And, you know, I believe it's a it's a time and place to stand up for what you believe in. And this is a time, um, being a Christian and having the beliefs that I believe in um, and the way that we're getting done right now in, in the nation that has always stood for everyone and is not quite doing that right now. Um, I think that's uh, not to get off on that, but that's kind of kind of why I'm glad that Mikey's doing this and happy to be on the pod. So, couldn't have said it better myself, especially for those five Hornets fans in the world. We're like the <laughs> majority of the NBA. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, Hornets need help, but that, that's another. That's for another episode. Um, so yeah, so that's Brett. Um, I forgot to mention he is the voice of the Piedmont Lions, and an amazing voice on that commentating. I'll tell you what. Um, Brett knows how to do it. I appreciate that, Mikey. Mikey's our PA guy. Don't let him sleep on you because if you don't like if you don't like podcasting, then you won't like this podcast. Ain't that right, Mikey? And the great words of Mikey Joseph. That, that is a that is a Mikey Joseph quote. I must yeah. say, um, must say. But yeah, hopefully we get to do all that um, back at school this year. I'm really hoping I'll be PAing and got Brett to the right or left of me commentating. So hopefully we'll have that. But. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, so today's topics we're going to touch on. The first one is basically, you know, November 3rd and, you know, the big day that is, you know, comes once every four years. Um, it's pretty much like a holiday. Um, people wait for it. People dread it. Um, I kind of wait for it. I'm very excited for it, especially this year. I know a lot of people are. Um, Brett, you just kind of tell me um, why you think November 3rd, 2020 is so important for this year specifically. Well, Mikey, you and I have talked extensively about our beliefs and about the the union, the state of the union that this country's in right now. And, you know, the silent majority is stronger than ever. And for me, I'm not the type of guy to go out and talk about politics 
Um, if you ask me what I believe in, I'm going to tell you, and that's not only with politics, just my moral compass. It's not who I am as a person. I believe that this, that's, this is why this country is great because we can all coexist with each other. It doesn't matter how far left or how far right that you are or how far in the middle that you are. And that's what I believe is great about this country. But we're getting to a point to where um, we're almost becoming into a one, a one thought or one belief, a one-sided, you know, nation. And I think November the 3rd is going to be very important to show that, hey, you know, it's not as one-sided as you think now. And if we keep going down the path that we're going towards, I mean, it's going to turn into a one-world government, just like the Bible tells us. And, I mean, we're going to, we're going to go and we're going to, you know, almost – we're not going to have a voice anymore as a silent majority is what I'm trying to say. If you don't get out and you don't vote on November the 3rd, because people like us, we don't go out and we don't let our beliefs known. You go to the poll box and you let them be known there. And that's why it's so important to vote this year, because more than ever, when you turn on your TV, when you get on your smartphone, when you go out and you just drive down the road and you look at stuff and you listen to your radio, all you hear, if you're a right wing person, the stuff that you disagree with you hear stuff that's just being poured down your throat that we are trying to almost um give me the word here modernize or make a commonplace in today's media and that's not right because this is a place for everyone and i'd be saying that if it was just right-wing media just being pushed down your throat this yep. is a place for everyone okay it doesn't matter what you believe you should have the right to stand up for what you believe in and november the third is going to give you that open mic to do that man i'm psyched I'm psyched. I'm pumped. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, that, like I, you know, I've said it once, I'll say it again. And I'll say it every day for the rest of my life. America is the greatest country to ever exist on the planet. And people, people have a hard time understanding that. Um, I'll give you a quick little story. I, I work with um, someone, he's from Venezuela. He moved here two years ago and we were talking about this the other night and he was like, you know, I, I would tell anyone who hates America to go to my country and see how it is for a whole month. That'll change your mind right away. That right there, someone from Venezuela that's only been in the States for two years, loves this country as much as any patriot does right now. You know, and I mean, that's a great thing about America. You got people coming in from all these third world countries and they love, they, they love America, you know? America, land of the free, you know? Just like it says, land of the free. And you are free to do whatever you want. You know, you got your First Amendment. The, you know, everyone knows First Amendment. Everyone has their freedom of speech. They can do that. You know, we have our freedom of speech right now. And people think they're being silenced and that, you know, we are trying to take out, you know, a certain group of people and we're not, you know. And, I mean, I'll say this, like, I don't care if, you know, you're the, the lefty Democrat, the, you know, the most, the most left Democrat you could ever be or, you know, you just, you hate Donald Trump, you hate the Republican Party. If you want to stay in this free country and keep it free and keep it, you know, America and what America was based on, you vote Donald Trump November 3rd, because all Joe Biden is, is a puppet. He is a puppet from the radical left. He will get tossed around, used, and he will not be the one speaking on his behalf. It'll be someone else, their own words. So, I mean, I just hate the way that politics have become, Mikey. Not to cut you off there. No, you're good. But I, I go to I go to church with some elderly people, even my great grandparents. 
they used to vote Democrat back in the day. And I'm talking about after, after the change in the 1960s and whatever else they call it. I'm talking about they still voted Democrat 70s, 80s, 90s because of policy. But now when we look at politics, like what, you, what did you just say? You said you could be the most radical left person, but you need to vote for Donald Trump to yep. protect your rights in November. That's how far we've gotten as a country yeah. because politics used to just be, it wasn't about a moral compass. It was about how you stood on policy. It was about how you ran the country economically, how you ran it uh, government wise, what happened in the Congress, what happened, you know, how, how low laws were promoted. And then we start bringing up stuff that is just about moral compass. That's not politics. Mm -hmm. And that's almost 90% of politics today. And I get tired of seeing that. And, you know, now it's almost protecting your freedom of speech. I mean, I would hate for Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and George Washington, if they're looking down on us from heaven right now, to look at us and go, man, what did we create? And look how far they've, you know, gotten away from that in, you know, 200 yeah. and however many years. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you see it now. We're, start, we're turning into a socialist country. You know, big if, big, capital I, capital F, Joe Biden gets in office. God help us if he does. America won't be America anymore. And you listen, you're starting to see there's going to be a pattern. Yeah, you're going to say it's just a mask, right? Well, who, who controlled you to wear that mask? The government, all right? Who controlled you to social distance? The government. Who's going to control you to get a vaccine? The government. And guess what? You're not going to be able to enter anywhere without a vaccine, just like you can't go anywhere without a mask. It is all little piece by piece, and people are getting blindsided by it. But, you know, people are starting to wake up, and I hope a lot more people wake up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's very surprising. And and I'll tell you this. I'm going to make this little comment here, a statement I heard the other night. So okay. we've have been having revival at my church this past week. I'm from South Carolina, for those of you that know, live in a very rural area. Go to old church, fourth oldest church in South Carolina. I mean, it's wow. been around since the early 1800s. But had a preacher come this week from Ennery, South Carolina. I know you never heard of that. I actually um, have heard of that. You've heard of Ennery? I have All heard right. of Ennery. It's between basically Spartanburg, Woodruff, and Clinton. Clinton's where I went to high school at. So it's just out there kind of just sedated in the middle of nowhere. But the preacher came in there this week, and it was some of the greatest preaching I've ever heard, and it was straight from the Bible. But he made the comment. He said, what did Adolf Hitler tell Germany when he was trying to overrule the government and try to overrun and make him – he he beating the figurehead by himself. He said, just for your safety. What are they telling us right now, Mikey? Why are it's they telling us to wear a mask? It's for our safety. It, you know, it, it's clear as day, Brett. It's clear as day and people still don't get it. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand, you know, people, there are people that want to wear a mask and that's fine. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating on you for wearing it. Do I think it's the right thing to do? And do I think you're getting played? Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really just, it's frightening to watch, you know, cause it's just piece by piece, little step by step. And you know, all the Democrats want is control and they're, they're gaining it again, piece by piece. And let me ask you something else kind of um, same sub subject, but switching a little gears. Do you think, do you think Donald Trump is a racist? No, not one bit. I mean, and, and we're going to dive into this a little bit. Those of you can go do more of your research about it, but we'll just bring up two things here. When Donald Trump uh, signed the pardon for, I don't know how many inmates it was, but 97% of them were African-American or people of color. When Donald Trump, when uh, HBCUs were beginning to close down and beginning to shut down, 
Donald Trump signed a bill to help open a majority and back up. Saw one in my state, South Carolina State, which opened up as an all-black school because Clemson opened up as an all-white school back in the day. They were both agriculture schools. So it's an HBCU in my state. It was beginning to lose funding, lose a lot of stuff. Donald Trump signed that, helped put money back in SC State, and now it's back up and running again. But Donald Trump's racist, huh? Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you know, it's funny. I see this. I see this like tweet or thing on Facebook every once in a while. It's Donald Trump taking pictures with all these um, all these African-American people, you know, before the election, the 2016 election before he was elected. And, you know, he's buddy buddy with everyone and best friends. And now it's like they all hate him. You know, I mean, he was homeboys with Snoop Dogg. Man. And now Snoop Dogg is sitting here ratting on the 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 um famous or i would say notable uh people of color who are conservative such as the hodge twins candace owens um you know sitting there terrence what's terrence uh can't think of his last name but you know sitting there dogging on these people and you know they're put they're they're notably saying racial slurs and putting but but they're to their own people it's it's not white on white it's not white on black it's it's other black celebrities saying this stuff about black celebrities because they're differing in beliefs. But we want to eliminate racism in this society. But how do we eliminate racism by still diminishing somebody because what they believe in? That's, I mean, that's just straight prejudice. It's not racism because it's against your own race. But that's prejudice one-on-one. And I don't know how we get past that if we're going to continue to go down this road. And that's why, like you're saying, that's why this election is so crucial. I'd say you walk out with a... Trump shirt right now in the streets and it doesn't matter if you're if you white or black you're going to get attacked by someone Mm -hmm. that's how it is now and that's why it's a silent majority because everyone you know Trump supporters are afraid to show their support because of what has happened you know and I'll go and make this point lowest black unemployment lowest Mexican-American unemployment lowest Asian-American unemployment but Donald Trump's a racist I don't know, Brett. That's um, talk to him, Mikey. Talk to him, man. That's crazy. I mean, that's what that's my whole thing is, and I'll even bring this up. The reason people like to say that Donald Trump is racist is because anything that he says, they want to go against. Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump looked at this wall back here behind me, and it is indeed a white wall, I'll say that Donald Trump said this wall behind me was white. The people that disagree with him would say it's purple. If Donald Trump went to Piedmont and said that Piedmont school colors are green and gold, in which they are, somebody else would say, no, they're, they're, they're LSU colors. Yeah, green and yellow. And they want to go against him in any, any avenue that they can. It's like a, taking a GPS. GPS tells you to go right. They tell you to go left. And we keep talking about unity, unity, tolerance, tolerance, tolerance as a nation. You're, pre, you're not practicing what you're preaching, these people that say that, not even a little bit. Final, final warning to America. Democrats hate Donald Trump more than they love America. And if you want to keep your freedom, your rights, and keep the American values that were embedded into this country back in 1776, then gosh dang, vote for Donald Trump November 3rd. I'm telling you, that is what you need to do, is what you have to do to save this country. Because if not, America will not be America anymore. And you'll just see it keep going downhill. So that's my thoughts, man.
I just I just think that as a nation right now, the people who are preaching tolerance, and I'll say that preacher people who are preaching tolerance are not practicing it, and the people who they say are racist and are not racist do more for minorities than anyone else does. And I'm just tired of looking at these statistics. I'm tired of going out every day, um, you know, because I didn't put a black box on my Instagram. I didn't post a lot of I didn't I didn't post anything about that on my social media because and I'll say this as well what happened to George Floyd was wrong yep. and this kind of stemmed from it um, anybody who at, who says it's not who says what happened to him was correct and justified that is a very sick person for sure yep. and I know we've been over that for almost a month but I'm going somewhere with this we keep preaching all this stuff and these social injustices and and posting stuff and doing all this that and the third go out and live it. Don't sit there and say what you want to do or say what should happen in this nation. Go out there and live it, okay? Don't, don't go out there and treat somebody different off the color of their skin. Because, Mikey Joseph, I guarantee you, if you ask every person, minority I've ever came in contact with, they will tell you I'm one of the nicest people they have ever met. Because I live by this statement, and I will die upon this statement if ever comes to it. You judge someone based upon the character that they treat you as and not the color of skin that they live in. I live by that statement and that's how we should operate as America, but we're not doing that right now. And there again is one of the major reasons that we should get this country back. And that's got to happen on November 3rd. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a little rant here, Man. Mike. I know this is your podcast, but no. I had to say that. Brett Loft is 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Don't. Yeah. Context of character. That's, that's the, that's the main thing right there. And listen, I'm not going to hold a grudge over anyone that doesn't have the same opinion as me. And my, Absolutely not. Everyone knows that about me. You know, I'm going to treat everyone, everyone the same. You know, people that disagree with me, I'm going to treat them the exact same. If they're my friends, they're still going to be my friends when I get back to school and such. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to treat them any differently. Just because we have different opinions does not mean we can be friends. People are seeing, or I think people are mixing that up too. Is they're not taking, oh, I'm a, I'm going to judge him based off his views and not out of the context of his character, just like you just said. So yeah, great, great, great bullet point right there. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's our take on November 3rd. Um, hot take right there. I think the red light, sizzling. red light was on a Krispy Kreme for that one. Yeah. <laughs> sizzling right there, dude. <laughs> it was like going to Naruto and they cooking the onions with the fire right there, man. That was, that was hot right there. Oh, that's a comedian too. If y'all didn't know, man. <laughs> funny guy um so yeah so now we're gonna get into some sports um originally we we're gonna talk about the nba um but since it is opening day um for baseball we are recording this on thursday um this episode will be up on friday the 24th but since we are recording this on thursday opening day for baseball brett yeah you excited man i know you're big dude i am stoked i you don't even know man i've been watching Ronald Acuna highlights all morning, dude. I mean, I'm excited about tonight as uh, y'all know the outcome. We'll know the outcome in the morning when this is posted. Really excited about the Yankees-Nationals tonight. Just was actually announced, Mikey, when you pressed the record button a few minutes ago, um, superstar uh, Juan Soto, outfielder for the Nationals, actually tested positive for COVID-19. So he will not be playing tonight. And that's a devastating blow to the Nationals. But um, I am excited. I'm excited. Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer today, 410. Braves tomorrow. Soroka DeGrom at 410. Chop on. Baby. Chop on. Yeah. 
Yeah, Braves are going to – I feel as confident as I've ever felt about this Braves team right here. Watching them play against the Marlins the other night, you know, they had us down 8-1 to one and we come back and we walk it off and win 9-8. to eight. I mean, you know, that's a scrimmage. So, I can't wait to see what we got with our nine best players on the field. Um, you know, one thing about this year, you're going to have DH in National League. I don't believe in it. Uh, uh, I, I believe if you – I believe if you go and you fill the positions, you shall also have to hit. Yep. It doesn't matter if your pitcher is hitting .076. Um, he's, he's filling the position. He should go out there and hit. But it's also going to make the offense production a little bit stronger this year. Um, obviously, I'd rather see, you know, Mike, Matt Adams go out there and hit over Mike Fultonavich. But, uh, I mean, that's positive and negative to that. Hey, but I will pitchers you, can rake. Madison Bumgarner, he's one of them. And Bumgarner's he's not going to get rake. Yeah, dude. Zach Grinke hit two home runs in a game. I think it was two years ago now, yeah. and you're not going to see that this year, and it's kind of um, sad. Yeah, but it, is. it is. At the same time, you know, it's a 60 game season. It's going to be a sprint, man. You know, it's it's like running those 1600 meter races at, at these track events, and then you got your 100 meter. Well, your fastest guys are going to be in those 100 meters. Mm -hmm. The guys that can get off to the best start, and that's really what's going to happen this weekend, and really over this next week. Because by the time we move back into college two weekends from now, you're going to be them played almost a quarter of your schedule. Yeah. And that's that's insane to think about. Um, over the span of 20 days, you're going to play, you know, 15, 18 ball games, um, which is what I like different from other sports. You know, football, you're playing on a weekly basis. Baseball, you're playing nightly. You might get two days off in a month. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. But I do think the Braves have a strong chance of winning the World Series this year. Um, Freddie Freeman coming back from COVID is going to be helpful, being able to start on opening day. Haven't lost anybody else yet. I pray to God that nobody else. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have Nick Marcakis. Yeah, didn't get Nick. And, you know, got to understand why he opted out. Yeah. I mean, but in the same sense, you go out here, and I would rather have a guy like Charlie Corberson, a utility guy who maybe would have not made the team if Nick would have stayed. Um, really glad to see the signing of um, Matt Adams. Yes. And walked off the scrimmage the other night, yeah. was with us about three or four years ago and absolutely tore up the National League, was on the World Series Nationals team last year at 20 home runs. Guy that's going to still give out production this year, okay? Um, had the Yasiel Puig uh, deal done, test positive for COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was very unfortunate. And I, yeah. I was a, actually a big hater of Yasiel Puig when he first got in the league. I hated him. I know a lot of other people did too, but – you're looking at one of them. He hasn't been very talked about probably in the last year. I wouldn't say so. Didn't really hear much about him. But, but he's still putting up production. He That's is. crazy. Powerful about player, strong guy, just can hit the hit the crud out of the ball. I mean, that, that's a shame we're not going to have him. But, you know, do this. And you thing. know, I saw an interesting stat bringing up Yasiel the other day. So, I think Yasiel's played seven seasons, right? There's yeah. only two players in the history of the league in their first seven seasons to play on seven 90-plus win ball teams. Can you name both of them, Mikey? <laughs> repeat, wait, wait, repeat the question. Okay, so Puig's played seven seasons, right? Right, yeah, yeah. There's only been two players in the history of Major League Baseball that their respective teams have won 90 games in their first seven seasons. Yasiel Puig being one of them. Name the other one. The other player? Yeah. His team won 90 games in all first of his seven seasons. Oh, Brett, I wasn't prepared for this. I'll give you a hint. He played with the Braves. Great Braves player. Is he retired? Is he, retired? he is retired. He is retired. He's not active. 
Was it Chipper? It was Chipper. There okay. you go. You got to think. He was a rookie in 95. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 1,000, 5 They won a division. So that's his first, what, 11 season. So, yeah, I thought that was a very interesting stat. And Puig was signing with the Braves. And he's not playing. It's kind of sad. Back of the day. Yeah. And also, last time the Braves – I don't know if I saw this right. Last time the Braves won the World Series, wasn't that season it was short? a shortened season. It was 144 games Uh-oh. because 94 was a strike sir. 94, you had strikes. He didn't play a World Series that year. Yeah. And then 95, they started in, I think it was either late April or early May, 144 games. Now, that's only 18 less games. You're only playing 60 games this year. That's a 102 less games. Um, but either way, it's shortened. And I think the Braves are going to – I just think that history always repeats itself somehow. I hope. And, you know, the past years, the Braves, they've been so close, so close. And it seems like every year they just – they can't get over that hump. I mean, do you really think that this year is the year they yeah. get over that hump? Well, you just look at the youthfulness of this team mixed with the veteran presence. I mean, let's just go Let's just go around the diamond here, okay? <laughs> Behind the plate, you got Travis Tharno. Got to play with Tampa Bay last year. He's yep. really going to bring in a great presence. You also got Tyler Flowers, who's been a staple behind the plate when the Braves used to suck. Now he's been on back-to-back division-winning teams. Yep. First base, you got the best first baseman in baseball, Freddie Freeman. That's not – don't – that's not even an argument. You can't make an argument. Second base, you got arguably the best second baseman in baseball, definitely the best in the National League. You got Ozzie Albers. You roll over to third base, you got Austin Riley, who hit two absolute piss rockets last night against the Marlins. And, I, I mean – Austin Riley, man. Dude, it's going to be interesting to see him this year. If they keep – they give him a steady diet of fastballs, mm-hmm. man. You got Dansby at shortstop. He got hurt last year. If Dansby wouldn't got hurt last year, Dansby would have had the highest production year he ever put out. And, and he's, he's got still, the hair, man. He's got oh, the, dude. If man, I could wear my hair like him, I'd get so many girls. Man, but I'll tell you. Can't, me, and, me and Mikey go with, I guess, more what you call a conservative haircut here. Keep it, <laughs> keep it short, short and shaved down. Yeah, just short, man. I'm losing my hair anyway, so. <laughs> I just Hold hope on. I don't grow gray, man. Or go bald <laughs> like my dad. But uh, looking at short, like I said, Dansby. All-star caliber last year. Outfield. We got arguably the best outfield in baseball, okay? Left field, Marcelo Zuna. I mean, a guy who absolutely raked with the Cardinals, and I feel like he's going to contribute offensively, defensively. Center field, you got a top five player in baseball. Top five. We're not talking about top five outfielder. Top five player in the division or the National League. Baseball. And I think after this year, you might be able to put him top two because he's going to win the NL MVP, Ronald Acuna Jr. It's another hot take. Insane, dude. Well, you saw – I don't know if you saw this on Twitter the other day. MLB on Fox, they put out these fan polls, and the fans voted Ronald I did well. see that. Yep. So, he got voted he, for a lot on those fan yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, he can win gold glove this year, too. I mean, he, he's really taking it up. A little discouraging last night, watching it bat. He, he moves the count to 3-0, which is incredible. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Guy throws him a two-seamer on 3-0. If he would have took it, probably done a walk. He swings at it, he misses Guy throws him a two-seamer about two inches over, and Ronald usually is going to put that 470 feet in left field. Missed it. Then he fouled one off. Then he still drew a walk. So, he still got on base. But that's just – I think that's just preseason jitters. Just and in right field is just going to be a fluctuation of guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Duvall uh, may even see Ender Enciarte in center move Ronald over to right. Uh, so, yeah, dude. I know I was a little yeah, tangent there. Outfield. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. I agree. Right? Bottom line, the Braves have a – Great team, going to have a great first nine out there. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Um, so, if you have to pick, like, a World Series matchup right now, who would you pick? 
well, preseason, when Preston and I was doing our, our show on the radio on WPCZ uh, in school. Y'all need to listen to that, by the way. When we get back, I will be the assistant radio station manager. So if you have any complaints, you know, you can come <laughs> talk to Brett Loftus. Um, but, yeah, looking at that, I picked the Braves and the Twins. And I wasn't picking Where? the Braves religiously either. I really thought that, yeah, the Twins. Looking now, you know, I still think the Twins are going to obviously win the, the AL Central. I still, I'm still rolling with the Braves. Okay. American League, though, it's tough for me. But I got to go with a team that's got a lot of youthfulness and just depth. They're just depth-wise and pitching and offensively, defensively. I got to go with the Yankees. I think this will be a rematch of 96 and 99. Yep. Um, what, did they, what does Prince say? Party like it's 1999? That might oh, be boy, what yeah. it is this year, man. Um, <laughs> Yankees, Braves, that's who I'm rolling with. Who you got, Mikey? I was, I was going to say the Yankees, too. Yankees and, you know, I love the Braves, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Braves. Don't mean to copy you there, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yankees are always a powerhouse, obviously. Um, they, they never uh, fall short of their success. So, definitely Yankees. Um, Braves, like I said, they're stacked. Great lineup, great hitting, great fielding, great coaching. Brian Snicker, love that guy. Uh, he's done a fantastic job since taking over. Um, so, yeah, I got the Braves. Um, and hopefully the Braves come out on top. Um, Atlanta needs – Needs another championship and something. Yes. I mean, you know, you win the soccer, and everybody loves it. Soccer, um, yeah. it's becoming a global sport. I'm not trying to disown it at all, but it's only been around for a few years. Mm-hmm. These Atlant, these these ATLs, I guess we'll call them. Uh, Mikey being one of them. Yep. Uh, you know, my dad is ATL everything, and I'm more of a Charlotte guy. I'm a Panthers and Hornets fan, but I'm a big Braves guy. Still like my Hawks. Now I know they're in the same division in basketball. I love the Hornets and the Hawks. But Atlanta needs a championship. The way the Braves have – and I hate to say this, the way the Braves have folded the past two years in the playoffs, the way the Dogs folded in the playoffs a few years ago, and uh, thank God I am not a Falcons fan um, because still not going to let Falcons fans forget what happened four years ago. Or what was that? Three years ago now, actually. Right. I'm, I don't even know if I'm a Falcons fan, to be honest with you. <laughs> Dude. I, I just kind of go with the flow. I don't really have a diehard team for the NFL. I've never seen my dad so sad in my life. My dad is a huge Atlanta everything. Dogs. I'm a Dogs fan and a Braves fan, but he's a Hawks. He's a, he's a Falcons fan and a huge Falcons fan one at that. Um, and uh, he sat in his chair. My mom was actually uh, – she used to go and sit with an old lady on Sunday nights, elderly lady. Well, this is a story time, I guess. That's what it's breaking into. She used to go sit with an elderly lady on Sunday nights. And halftime comes around, it's 21 to three. Tevin Coleman gets the swing pass, 28 three, beginning of the third quarter. Dad calls my mom, sitting over there in his recliner. He says, I don't know if I'm going to get a hat, a t shirt, or a hoodie. He said, I might just get all three. I'm sitting there, I'm like, Yeah, I'm happy for my dad, man. Because, you know, my Panthers got obliterated the year before by the Broncos. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Brady goes down, he gets a touchdown. It's 28 to 12. Or they'd get, get kicked a field goal as well, or something. It's like 28 to 12. I looked at him, I said, Dad, I said, Listen. He's looking a little stressed now. You know, I'm a good son I am. I looked at him, I go, hey, Dad, you know? I said, they got to get two two-point conversions and two touchdowns just yep. to even tie it up. I said, it's not going to happen. I said, it's yeah. not going to happen. They get the first touchdown, they get the two-point conversion. Danny Amendola shouldn't have scored on that one, but he did. Now my dad's over there sweating. Like I said, he's bald. He got sweat beads running down his white ball head. And I'm like, oh, man. You go down. Julio makes the catch, probably top five catch all time. I, I would honestly say that. And it's probably – yeah, oh, yeah. And it's one of the most forgotten catches in football history because 
of the aftermath of what happened. Yeah, yeah. And um, Kyle Shanahan didn't run the football. And then uh, Brady went and marched back down. And y'all know the rest. Y'all look it up on YouTube and watch it. I don't want to make y'all feel bad to the Falcons fans that listen to Mike Talk Podcast. But um, get back to the, to the point of emphasis. The Braves need to bring some, some joy to the city of Atlanta. Need it. Bad. It's Falcons. That, that was really – well, no, actually, Atlanta United got a championship after mm-hmm. that. Okay, so we've had something, but Atlanta United is, seems to be not – very good right now. I think they've been losing a couple games. I don't yeah, know. They were not playing well the other night. When yeah. It off. Um, yeah. They, they probably won't be the same for a while. Uh, speaking of football, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte now has a soccer club, the 30th expansion team of the MLS. That's pretty big time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to start their inaugural season. is going to be, what, two years from now in 2022. And we'll be playing at Bank of America where the Panthers play at. Awesome. They're using the same black and uh, Carolina blue, same color scheme, which, I mean, obviously they would yeah. David Tepper, David Tepper owned them, which is also the same owner as the Panthers. Yeah. Kind of like Arthur Blank with the Falcons and Atlanta United there. Um, so, I'm excited, man. Uh, I, wish, I wish the Hornets and the Panthers and the uh, Carolina – if Charlotte FC would all use the same uh, color scheme there. They, but, they might as well. I mean, yeah. I guess the Panthers and Charlotte FC just need a little purple in there, and they're close enough. They really do. I mean, because you think about the Hawks. You look at the Hawks in the uniforms. I mean, those the only nice. difference – yeah, those, those are, are sick. Nice. The only difference from those to what the Falcons and Atlanta United wear is Atlanta United sprinkles that little gold in there, and they got mm-hmm. those peach jerseys. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Hawks are sprinkling the yellow in there, and the Falcons are just strictly red and black. So, um, and obviously the Braves go with the navy blue, but that goes with everything. Yeah. So, Atlanta, you know, really keeps the same color structure there. Uh, but glad that, glad that, you know, Charlotte FC and the Panthers are keeping the same color, color sure. scheme there. Yeah. But bottom line, uh, Brett and I both got Braves-Yanks in the World Series, and hopefully Braves come out on top. Who do you who do you think are gonna win? Between those two? Yeah. Braves. You know, I saw a prediction that had us and the Yankees said Yankees in six. And I said, Well, I don't think so. I think it's I think if we can overcome the first round of playoffs, there's nobody's gonna stop the Braves. That's all we need to do is overcome it's the NLDS. It's 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 killing us. It's our it's our Achilles heel every year. Yep. I think the Braves can win seven, seven games. It'll go to seven, but I think the Braves still win. I like it. That's a bold prediction, but I think it's – Ronald Acuna Jr., World Series MVP, too. You heard it here first on the Mike Top Podcast. Brett's right, man. He, you might as well just go tweet it out and just get Twitter famous, you know. Oh, dude. Yeah. does get that, get that yeah. award. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's going to – that's going to do it for this episode, man. I'll, I'll tell you, some great, great discussion on here today. Um, quality content, Mike. Very cool. You always put out quality content. Oh, too kind, man. Way too kind. Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I know last time, I'll say this before you wrap up. I'm, about, I'm a bigger dude than Davis Barlow, so if you ever want to do one of those donut challenges again, I'm definitely I'm definitely with it, man. I don't know. Oh. I know we got a Dunkin' up the road in Piedmont. I don't know the closest Krispy Kreme. So, uh, we might have to just do one of those for y'all. When we get Brett, I'll just tell you this. I, uh, I don't like Dunkin', man. That's fine. They, they do have good coffee, though, not to get Pop, off on the tangent. is good. Donuts, I don't like my donuts old or stale. Yeah, it tastes like some old biscuits, man. I tell you what, man, it's like Cracker Barrel let their biscuits sit around for about three days and then decided to glaze them up. 
Cracker Barrel is disgusting. I'm sorry. Oh, what? I don't like Dude, it. Dude, I was force-fed as a child. Probably. That's probably why I like it. I was too. I just never liked eating there. It's fair enough. It's Did fair what enough. I was told. Um, but yeah, no, I'd be down to do that donut challenge again. I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about donuts right now. I'm just sitting here. Speaking of which, a little promotion for Krispy Kreme. They have three Reese's donuts coming back tomorrow for the next three weeks. One of them will stay. So, um, yeah. Oh, well, permanently? Yeah. So they said one of them will stay permanently. I know one of them is filled. Actually, two of them might be filled. One has pieces on it, Reese's pieces. That's the one that I had because I know it's what the three ones from the past three recent years, right? Yep. And then I think one may have like the actual like shredded cups on there. Like shredded Reese's cups. Well, so, Mike, you might have to make me drive up to the closest Krispy Kreme when we get done here, man. I, yeah. Um, so I don't know when I'm going to get those. It'll be very soon, definitely. Um, I can't stay away from Krispy Kreme. And for those of you out there that ever want to get me a donut, favorite donut is the Boston Cream. Just so you guys know, it's my favorite donut of all time. Um, so yeah, I love it. Mine is the mine. I'll give you mine. Raspberry Field, the glazed raspberry really? field. Can't miss with that one, dude. Cannot miss wow. with that one. I'm not, see, I'm not a raspberry filled guy. I like the apple field too, though. I just have to be my two favorite ones. I have to be. Boston cream, though. That's a, that's a, it seems like a popular one, yet an abstract one at the same time. It's definitely popular up in Boston. It's got to be. <laughs> Go Red Sox, man. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on them in the American League either. They've lost the a lot of pieces, always, but don't sleep on them. Yeah, Red Sox are always, always a pretty solid team. Um, before we go, one last question, and since we're on the topic of donuts, it just popped in my head as we were talking. Would you put an apple fritter in the same category as donuts? Okay, I'm going to have to go with a no, and I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Tell when me why. I eat apple fritter, I think of like a, like a pastry, and you're saying, Brett, that is, uh, donuts are pastries. No, I don't classify, I classify my donuts in, in a separate category, because when I think about a pastry like, I don't know those – Mikey, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise. Like, Never. when you go on these cruises, right, yeah. uh, they bring you out, you know, do you want a croissant, you want a pastry, right? They bring you out a bucket, just just this apple and just just raspberry and just all these pastries oh, and stuff, right? It's great, great stuff, man. Yeah. But when I look at a donut, I just think of it as a donut. And the apple fritter kind of falls in line with a pastry. I know that doesn't really make sense. That makes sense in my, uh, you know, I guess – Redneck logic, or not redneck logic, just out in the middle of nowhere logic. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of that's how I look look at it. What What do you think? What's What's your reasoning? Well, that? it seems like people put an apple fritter in a donut box sometimes, and it's automatically a donut. Like, no, you put twelve donuts in a donut box. Okay, that's how big the box is for. Like, how many donuts go in the box, right? Mm -hmm. And the apple fritter goes in a paper bag because it's a pastry. Now, for people that say an apple fritter is in the same category as a donut, you're wrong. Stop listening to my podcast. And move. <laughs> All right? Like, that, you know, it's something that keeps me up at night, and it just, it, it just doesn't happen. Like, a donut either is a donut hole or it has a hole in the middle. Okay? It's not a, it's not a pastry. It's not, you know... Now, Mikey called me a comedian a few minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen. You might not know he's up enough for Kevin Hart on his world <laughs> tour in 2021. Mikey Joseph, man, just drop out of Piedmont already, dude. <laughs> just go play the local club. Man. I can't. I got one more year. I got to finish, <laughs> I gotta finish get, that up, dude. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, so yeah. So we're going to wrap up the episode. Um, again, go check out Brett's podcast. He also has uh, another co-host with him, Presley Fields, another great guy um, called the Good Morning Sports um, podcast. He also has his own uh, sports talk show. It's on Instagram, right? Like Instagram yeah, Live. Yeah. It's just called, it's not the, the is not on it, but it's just Brett Sports Talk Show. That's it. Brett Sports it's Talk two Show. Two T's, two T's. If you love sports, this man's going to make it big in the commentating world one day. I'm telling you that. You heard it your first. Go check it out. Appreciate um, that, Mikey. Appreciate um, that. Voice of the Piedmont Lions. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, go check them out. Again, thank you guys for listening. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys took the message that we spoke in the beginning of this podcast and, you know, thought about it, took it seriously, and think about it a little more, take a step back and look at everything from a different point of view. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys again. And we will see you next time on the Mike Talk Podcast. Thank you.